Welcome, welcome, welcome to the event podcast. This is the event podcast. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the event podcast, Corona edition. <laughs> Absolutely. What's up, Jake? Hi, Vin. Nice to see you from both from our homes. Yep. So we've got a lot to talk about today. So let's dig into this quickly so we don't take too much of your time. But, I, you know, we live in crazy times. This world is clearly in a, a period of change. And I don't know about you, Vin, but since the beginning of March, when we started working from home, I started attending events again almost immediately. They were just online. What about yourself? Absolutely. Uh, you know, you know, first of all, let's back up to, to early March, you know, yeah. when I still had a full slate of concerts on my schedule for 2020. That is all disappeared. And I kind of listed all the concerts that have been canceled. Um, you know, I had a bunch of Avid Brothers concerts canceled, three three nights at Red Rocks, uh, the Man Center. Um, you know, I've got I had Steve Forbert. Um, and a home concert that was canceled in March. So all these concerts were canceled, you know, in the last six weeks. But you're yeah. right. But you're right. When when everyone started working from home, all of a sudden, social media became our new concert venue. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I was, you know, of, of course, everyone was scared about what was going on. But at the same time, you found sort of comfort in these in these in these concerts these intimate concerts with a lot of these uh these bands and these artists um so yeah it was it's amazing it's still going on and you know i I think it's awesome yeah i mean and i would say too you know it went for me it was i had uh i had a mondo cosmo show at boot and saddle that was like the the second week in march that was not canceled they didn't cancel it until like the day before. And it's funny because if you watched what our Philadelphia venues did is they were like, everything is kind of up in the air. We're rescheduling, we're figuring things out. And at the same time, pop-up shows were starting to happen online because musicians were going, well, what can we give back to society and right. what can we do and how can we get this out? But at the same time, it wasn't just musicians, you know, like Instagram, changed almost overnight and we had these i'm calling them stacks where you had an interviewer and an interviewee and every walk of life sports doctors nurses uh you name it started becoming um like a little instant talk show would pop up on your phone and quickly i realized that wow, events aren't really gone. They've just moved online and they're totally different. They're now super interactive where I was going to like YouTube, for instance, I was watching uh, ski heroes of mine do pop-up conversations and I was able to chat with them while this was going on and ask questions as well as the shows, like the music shows. We're able to interact with the musicians and it's funny because I think there are some quotes that were coming out, I think um, from DJs at the time. D-Nice is like the key DJ going. Millions are on there. And he, he made the quote and he goes, 
you know, if I was in a club and I was playing a show, I wouldn't be able to, one person wouldn't be able to say something to me and I wouldn't be able to hear it. No one would hear it. Right. But now I hear all the comments because I can read them. It's the dynamic has certainly changed, um, you know, but, you know, sort of, you know, to that point, also the well has dried up though for uh, a lot of these artists, um, you know, and, and I think that's really what the, the crux of, of what our episode is about today is, you know, what are these, these artists, you know, any type of event that draws a lot of people, yes. unfortunately, um, you know, they're not going to happen and they're not going to happen for a while. You know, my wife and I are big concert goers and, you know, we're, we're very practical. We're realists. And we talk about when do you think the next big concert is for us? Like when is the next time we're going to actually be in a venue watching a band? And, you know, um, we've had concerts that were rescheduled to the fall. For instance, um, the Avid brothers uh, um, show at the man was rescheduled for September. Yeah. I don't think that I don't think that's happening. Um, God, you're killing I don't, me. I don't. I don't think it's happening. I don't think t- 2020. We were. We are going to see a concert at a venue. You know, well, and you un- couldn't. You know, I don't. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to disagree with you because I do think that you have a valid statement there. But I, I think that over the next weeks and months we're going to see a lot of creativity start to pop up and we're already seeing it, you know, like mm-hmm. um, there's an artist, I'm going to forget his name. Uh, wait one second. I'll tell you, I'll tell you. It is as I'm looking through my notes. All right. Uh, it's Mark Ribbit, and okay. he's doing a tour now at drive-in movie theaters. Meaning he's going to have people drive up and he'll be playing on a, some sort of makeshift stage and there's a concert that way. Interesting. So um, also, you know, the other things, and I, I don't want to give this a lot of prop, but it's definitely happening right now. There are pop-up shows on Fortnite and there's pop-up shows on... Minecraft. Minecraft, exactly. Yes. Thank you. I'm sorry. This is the old man in me coming out that forgets <laughs> the names to things. Yeah, but I saw happening. That, I saw that article um, about Minecraft. I think um, it was a local uh, article to Philadelphia and talking about how, you know, this this whole thing evolved uh, to be like a virtual experience. Um, you know, and it's and it's quite fascinating. You know, six weeks ago, we had no idea what was coming down the pipe. And here we are talking about virtual concerts. Um, totally. So it's amazing how, you know, quickly we're evolving. And you're right, in in three months from now, um, you know, four months from now in September, who knows what concerts are gonna look like then? You know, know, like, I'm, I hope I'm wrong. I, I hope that we're gonna be able to venture outside and see concerts again, especially this summer, you know, like, uh, mm-hmm. Newport Folk Festival, which we had in our schedule, is canceled. XPN is canceled. Um, but it yeah. would be great to see uh, that type of festival uh, reinvented in a certain way, like you're talking about. Um, you know, ways for people to still see some of their artists, but, you know, taking into account social distancing, um, you know, it, it, that's to be seen. You know, like we don't know, we can't predict the future, but I would love to think that at some point in 2020, 20- 20, I'm going to be able to see a concert. 
Definitely. You know, Vin, on that note, why don't we why don't we do two things here? Why don't we why don't we bring up some case studies? Because what I want to dig into is some of what is going on now and what promo is happening that we're seeing. So why don't we trade back and forth? Um, I'll lead off with something that I is near and dear to my heart in the city and has been going on and we'll go back and forth and we'll kind of we'll work from there. Um, one of the first artists in at least locally, but it's pushed kind of nationally that has not stopped these pop up live streams. He does two a week. Uh, Low Cut Connie uh, mm -hmm. is the artist and Adam is uh, the lead the lead singer for the band and piano and guitar player and every thursday and saturday at 6 p.m eastern time he's on instagram if you look up low cut Connie, you'll see it and that started the first like as soon as i started staying home he started doing these and the and what came out of it was he started a, a whole movement calling us the fans the hundred or so people that kept coming in we were his tough cookies we're being tough, we're strong, we're staying home. And immediately it started spawning merchandise. Um, he put out, uh, and for anyone who's interested in this merchandise, we'll have links to this later on. But he put out uh, he put out a t-shirt that has tough cookies on it, just specifically for these live streams. And he had a, uh, an, a local artist do these metal bracelets that say tough cookies. You can order them all off his website. And it's interesting to see immediately how this moment in time, both my wife and I love this, and we feel so connected to these group of a hundred or so people that keep coming on that we've ordered the t-shirts just to remember this, you know, as a positive piece that came out of it. So I think it's interesting to see one artist, what they've done utilizing merch and utilizing the power of these live streams to really form a community, a tight community. Yeah, and I think you touched upon something important there. Um, you know, I think it's the intimacy factor that is coming out of these these virtual concerts, so to speak. Like, you know, I think about small venues, um, you know, actual in-person venues, um, you know, and there's an intimacy there. But like you said earlier in this podcast, you, the artist can't interact with individual people. They interact with the crowd. But when you're doing these virtual shows, you know, especially for smaller artists who, um, you know, are getting 100, maybe 200 people, um, you know, in a virtual setting, they're able to interact with all of these people. And it's creating more of a connection to those people. And, you know, the, the, the merch is kind of, um, you know, springing out from that. And I think that's, that's really fascinating. I think that's, you know, one of the opportunities that we have in this industry is to kind of seize on that. Oh, there's so much. And I think, you know, without letting the whole show fly by, because I'm going to pass this back to you for an example. I think that as distributors and suppliers right now, not just bands, but anybody who does events is going to be looking at how do they spin something forward and make it the new normal for at least the next year, probably the next year we're talking about. How then do you as a supplier and distributor fit into that picture? Because merch is still going. In fact, I would say that there is potential that promo could become bigger because of this. No, I, I agree. Um, you know, we're seeing it, um, like you said, in this in this market, um, in, uh, you know, entertainment market, that merchandise is really uh, carrying a lot of these artists. Now, you know, the trend for the last 
what, 10, 15 years is that merch, you know, merch used to be, you know, sort of a nice, it was gravy to an artist mm -hmm. because they were making money on record sales. Yep. And then record sales, you know, with the internet started to kind of tail off because people were getting music for free. And then artists were now relying more on touring and merchandise and merchandise has become more valuable. And now more than ever, merchandise is, it's almost invaluable to, yeah. to artists right now. It's your way of supporting someone that you love when you can see them. Yeah, and there's rabid fans for large, you know, huge bands, and there's rabid band, uh, fans for smaller bands. Like you said, Low Cut Connie, and I'm going to segue to uh, a New Jersey band called Thursday. They're a hardcore band, um, cool. you know, and they're, you know, they make most of, you know, their money on their summer tour. So when all this went down and all their, their entire summer concert was canceled, they were like, we're screwed. What are we going to do? Um, so they had thousands of concert t-shirts already printed for their summer tour. Um, so right away they were like, well, we can't really do anything with these t-shirts. So what they did was, you know what, we're just going to, we're going to donate them. So they donated them to um, like a sewing uh, community or a, a connective where they actually took those t-shirts and they created masks out of them. And they donated tons of masks, you know, to first responders. Um, and they also had some of those masks branded for Thursday. And what they did was they're starting to sell them on their, on their website. So it's become sort of a revenue stream for this band, um, you know, and their fans, their rabid fans are, you know, they're right there purchasing that stuff. So, you know, look, is it, is it saving the summer tour in terms of revenue? No, but it's certainly helping these smaller bands get a little bit of income. Yeah. And it also is probably creating a goodwill amongst some of their fans that, you know, that will carry that memory will carry forward in the next years of what they did. And that's a huge deal. And it's amazing to hear those stories. Right. I mean, a, a, a band like Thursday that, um, you know, look, I mean, it's very generous of them to take all of those T-shirts and donate them for a cause. And people yeah. remember that kind of stuff. Totally. Totally. Um, you know, Vin, not all large events are done either. Like if you were in New Orleans two weeks ago or and you were uh, they had an event, they had a whole festival because Jazz Fest was canceled, too. So they did an online festival there. And then Philadelphia was last weekend. Love from Philly was last weekend. And when I say solid numbers on Sunday, the last day of it stuck at 2000 at all points from 3 p.m. until midnight. 2000 people at any given time were online. And they had a whole, like any other festival, they had sweatshirts, t-shirts, hats, they, and everything went to charity, which I think is an interesting thing that if you think about when you normally would purchase that hat and sweatshirt or t-shirt for something, your money was going, maybe some was going to charity, but most of it was going to the band or to the management or whoever was making money off of it. Now, that same purchase that you'd be doing is going to, to support nurses and doctors and musicians in Philly, which is fantastic. It, it means that your dollar is well spent. Now, let me ask you this. 
Now, did any of that merchandise that was sold have any indication of like any change in the merchandise from what it was supposed to be to to what it became, like the online version? Like yeah, the merchandise this, so this festival was only created to oh. to help support the musicians in Philadelphia because they need they need help, you know, like anyone else that this is a uh, an issue so it was never a real festival before and then got shifted to this i see i the reason i ask i you know i think that some of these artists and and my my next case study is um an artist that a lot of people know they've been around for probably i don't even know 30 years social yeah. distortion you know them totally. um so uh social distortion you know certainly they've had an online uh merch site for a long time um you know they have a global following, but what they did was they started creating merchandise that reflected the times. So social distortion um, sounds like you know a huge buzzword, you know, social distancing. So what they did was they started creating a bunch of T-shirts that said social distancing with you know their logo, their their artistic type, and that stuff has been selling you know online, obviously. And I think a lot of people will embrace merchandise like that which is reflective of what's going on, um, you know, in the climate, you know, the COVID, um, you know, any type of merchandise that you can get that you can kind of look back, hopefully 10 years from now, we have a t-shirt that has something, it's like, oh yeah, you remember, you know, and and hopefully that'll all be in the rear view mirror at one point in our lives, um, you know, and people want that kind of stuff because, you know, a regular t-shirt, you know, from social distortion from 2020, you know, who's gonna remember, you know, that was a t-shirt that was bought during the pandemic. Yeah, no, this is a unique time. And uh, not that we want to relive it or look back on it in positive ways, but there are going to be some positive ways. And some of this is unique. You know, if you think about just the the collecting uh, or the collector side of it, some of this stuff is going to be rare and not, hopefully we don't see it again, you know? It's an interesting, uh, you know, it leads beautifully from the social distortion stuff into, I, you know, I'm, I'll forward you something else. Uh, My Morning Jacket did a couch kit, <laughs> which has a puzzle, a pair of sweatpants, a sweatshirt, and uh, I forget the other piece. That, but the fact that they're doing sweatpants and a puzzle, you know, like, is so unique to just this time. It's, and it's smart. Yeah, yeah. That's a great idea. I mean, you know, people are seizing on the fact that that so many people are, you know, um, quarantined, uh, and you know, a lot of people are are in their sweatpants all the time. You know, look, I've been home for seven, eight weeks now, and you know, the first two weeks I was in my my uh, sweatpants. I'm like, now I'm getting dressed every day because I just feel like <laughs> I need to feel normal. But certainly, stuff, you know, merchandise like that, you know, that kind of ties in with with the situation that most people are in, you know, mm -hmm. is going to resonate so much more than, you know, uh, merchandise that, you know, doesn't resonate. And I'm trying to think of an example, you know, something of, you know, being outside, being in public, um, you know, nobody's doing that. Everyone's stuck at home. So, um, you know, merchandise, take your mind off things, puzzles, um, you know, coloring books, uh, you know, uh, T-shirts, sweatpants, you know, that stuff is going to, people are going to love that stuff. Definitely, definitely. I, I've been in the last, you know, few weeks starting to like wrap my brain around how do we go forward? 
what what does that look like? And I think that's a really important thing to do right now, especially in this industry. I feel like our suppliers and distributors really need to be trying to beat this curve in that they need to try to they, they have to try to predict what people will want and what they will need. So like I would ask back to you too, like um, events like or simply like how do we move like I think let's just make the simplest event that we can possibly think about going out to dinner. Okay, so like if that's an event, I know it's not really an event, but that that will become an event. Going out to dinner will become a huge thing in the future. But what do we now start to push? You know, like if we are going to go out, I, I almost wonder is will it be more picnic style? Will we be like bringing our own food, bringing our own booze? Like how does that start to fit into what types of products that we start to do? And how do we create kits or 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 things like carrying things or how we bring things or storage or coolers even you know like i i'm i think it leads back to what you were saying that you don't think that there's going to be that show in september and i almost go well the man is a perfect spot that could potentially have not obviously they would have to space but you're outdoors. That's an outdoor venue. It's open. It's an open venue. And if you put two seats between everybody and you space the crowd and you wait how they come in and you have people on lawns, can that happen again? Can you do something? Jake, you bring up an excellent point. And, th and th these are discussions that I, you know, my wife and I talk about all the time because she's the only one I can really talk to. Um, yeah, me too. So, so just because venues are going to open again, and they will, bars and restaurants will start to open again, um, potentially the man will open again, just because they're open, will people go back? And, and I think that is, that is the question because there's a lot of people who are, who are going to carry the thought of this pandemic for a long time. People are going to be spooked. And I yeah. think you're right. You have to kind of gradually work your way up to that. Like, um, so bars and restaurants, like I'm thinking about what, what is a, what is a restaurant going to look like going forward? And for people who are, who are like, you know, now become germ phobes, like, you know, I was, you know, I was kind of middling when it came to that. Now I'm like, you know, I wash my hands. I, you know, I kind of freak out about everything. Like when you go to a restaurant, are you going to now want to use their silverware or are you going to carry in your own silverware? Are, are you going to want to wipe everything down? Like yeah. these are, these are the, uh, you know, that's the thought process I think of a lot of people going forward. You're going to have to kind of ease your way back into, you know, getting back into crowded areas. Um, and, and you bring up a good point. Like, what does that look like for this industry? Like the products, we're not going to really know until we start to get back into it. And then when we see the opportunity, the opportunity is going to present itself. And then all of a sudden it's going to be, it's, it's, it'll start to catch on kind of like PPE in this industry. 100%. Like six, six weeks ago, I didn't know what PPE was. Now <laughs> everyone knows. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's, it's going to be, you know, kind of like that, you know, we're going to see how people are slowly getting back into uh, the groove and then go from there. Um, well, if you want but, my prediction, 
I'll give it to you right now. We should really be looking at products for the outdoors, chairs, blankets, food carrying things, stuff like picnic type stuff. Uh, I love the silverware idea. I think like that could become like the new straw that you bring your silverware with you around or your napkins that you have. Um, I, I would love to see, you know, like if I could wave my magic wand, I'd love to see the city start to do programs like they've done in the past where they permanent, not permanent, uh, I mean permanently shut down some streets with lack of traffic, put up some tenting and invite in restaurants to bring their food to there to serve to people, space tables that are well, like I'm not talking six feet, I'm talking 15 feet, like 10 tables, 15 feet pop up for an evening. You pay on Venmo all ahead of time, sit down, some bring you out a preset, your preset order and meal, and you have this experience there, and then you go. I agree. I, I like I like where you're going with this. I think um, given that the summer is, you know, a month away, you know, a month and a half, and people people are going to get out there. There's no doubt about it. And I think outdoor is is the way to go. Um, you know. I can totally envision what you say. Um, you know, the example about the man center, you know, has a huge lawn, um, you know, the, the spacing on the lawn, any type of restaurant, you have an outdoor area, you kind of space out the areas there, even inside, you know, you kind of space out the seating. But what happens when the fall comes and, the, you know, the, the bad weather again, and, you know, they're talking mm -hmm. that this pandemic, you know, is not done. It's going to re you know, come back in the fall and like, what then, you know, and I think that's to, to be determined, you know, we're going to, we're going to certainly see evolution of, of promo products fit the evolution of this pandemic. Definitely. Definitely. I just think that it's important for the next uh, foreseeable future to be thinking like how and what will we need and how will it go forward? Because clearly, you know, like it's like the example that, Someone, one of our colleagues had said they were at the bank or not at the bank. There was somewhere where there were pens used and they literally just got a new pen. It was handed to them. And I think Michelle said it, pulled out of one thing that said brand new pens never touched. And then they had to take them and set them into another area or just keep the pen. You know, there's examples of products now that is that are, will be just handled differently. Mm -hmm. What about individually wrapped pens? You know, I mean, yeah. that's kind of. You know, like I was thinking because I was reading something about like, oh, those free pens that you you go to a bank and you you know, you sign your name. Mm -hmm. Those those are long those are no more. Like you have to carry your own pen. Or, you know, what happens if you walk in the bank and they hand you an individually wrapped, you just open it up. I don't know. I don't even know if that exists. Um, but maybe All it right. will. Yeah. So, definitely. You know, certainly things are are changing like by the minute, you know, it's like, it, it's crazy how much things have changed in the last six weeks. Yeah, no, very much so. And I, you know, I think you're going to see changes also based on population too. And I think if you're starting to think about, well, I live in a pretty rural area that does certain things and you may be going quicker. Your events may look different than what they look like in the city. Uh, definitely are going to look different. You know, I think it all has to do with population too. Um, but I would be ready and have ideas because <laughs> if you don't have ideas, it's not going to generate revenue, you know, and you got to be thinking forward right now. And 
trying to figure out how we start to get people moving and and doing things. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and so if we want to kind of finish out our uh, our case study, did you do your second one? I'm not even sure. I did. I talked about the couch kit. I talked about the festival and I talked about Lokakani. Okay. So my last one, I think uh, earlier in the podcast, you talked about staff, um, you know, you know, bands, you know, these large bands, um, even smaller bands, they also have staff, you know, they have, uh, you know, uh, the roadies, you know, the technicians, they have all these people who are part of their, you know, their family who, who are also unemployed. Um, and I also think about venues. Um, now there's a venue that you and I love, you know, yeah. um, um, union uh, transfer, union transfer. Sorry. Um, That's okay. yeah. but, um, yeah, they came out with a, a whole bunch of merch that is relevant to what's going on here. Um, and both you and I, you know, we love this stuff. Um, I you do. know, it's one of the t-shirts has, you know, toilet paper on it. Um, and in the crease of the elbow, it says cough here. Um, yeah. you know, on the back, it has, um, the all the tours that were canceled, you know, every single band that they were supposed to have, uh, you know, this spring and then, and even into the summer. And it just says postpone, postpone, postpone for every single one. And that's a great t-shirt to have because like, like you said, in, in five years, you know, you're going to be like, Oh, I'm going to wear that t-shirt, you know, hopefully to union transfer, you know, and everyone's going to see, oh, yeah, they, they got one of those T-shirts from the pandemic. So the, these are just ways that even the venues can help, you know, not only, you know, pay their expenses, but also help out the staff, um, the, you know, the proceeds going to, you know, helping out uh, the people who are who would normally be employed uh, who aren't, uh, you know, and it's, it, you know, the residual from from the canceling of, of these events is far, far reaching. You know, a lot of people totally out of right. work, um, you know, and it's really unfortunate. You know, we're talking, you know, from the highest level, you know, the bands, but, you know, underneath the bands, there's millions of people who are unemployed. Yeah. And I think it's a great kind of finish on this is thinking about promo as an ability to help people. And do you have clients who are in need of help and that you recommend doing what Union Transfer did? Use that case study make something and take the profits from it and use it to help your employees. Mm -hmm. At least get, you know, get through this time because I, like you said, I think, you know, eventually, you know, these, these bands are going to start doing things where they're going to be generating money again. I don't think it's going to be going back to the normal, you know, uh, crowded concerts, but they will be doing things that are going to be, you know, concert based, whether it's virtual or it's going to be sort of pop up with distancing. But, you know, you have to, you know, you have to think outside the box, you know, now more than ever. You're right. Definitely. Be creative. Creativity is the hottest commodity. Absolutely. Nice, Ben. Well, this is good. I'm, I'm, I can't, I'm sad I don't get to see you in person, but it's fun to talk events and where the future is going to go. It's an interesting time. Definitely. And, you know, let's, you know, keep this up because I think, you know, in, in a month from now, you know, we may be having a completely different conversation. So, you know, it's, it's changing rapidly, just like the pandemic. And, you know, I'm excited to see, you know, the creativity and, and how events have evolved a month from now. Sounds good. Okay. Well, we'll jump back into it. Cool. All right. Thanks, everybody. This is the event podcast. Take care. Bye.
up. 